Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great-tasting, high-quality organic dairy ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. A blockbuster trade means it's Dijon trade time in Atlanta. A collision in New York has Astros fans holding their breath. And Candace Parker makes WNBA history again. From Wondery, I'm Tiffany Oshinsky. And I'm Sarah Kazell. It's Thursday, June 30th, and this is Starting Five. Five sports headlines in 10 minutes. The negotiating period of NBA free agency starts today, but we already saw one big move go down on Wednesday. As reported by ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, the San Antonio Spurs are sending all-star point guard DeJounte Murray to the Atlanta Hawks for Danilo Gallinari, three first-round picks, and a first-round pick swap in 2026. And this is a move that got Twitter talking, Sarah. Oh, it sure is, Tiff. DeJounte Murray plus Trey Young in the Atlanta backcourt. This duo has already been dubbed DeJounte. So just add that to your basketball lexicon right now. DeJounte, Trey, DeJounte. (laughs) Murray is just 25 years old, so the Hawks are getting him as he heads into his prime basketball years. He made his first All-Star appearance this past season, averaging 21 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds for the year. Murray also makes a big impact on defense. He led the league in steals and deflections per game last season, and that is the key here. As team governor Tony Ressler spoke back in May, about what he thought was the team's biggest shortcoming last season. We weren't as good, and I guess we weren't as deep as we thought. Obviously, if you're, I don't know, second in offense and 26th in defense, I'm going to suggest there's some pretty obvious areas that we need to work on. Well, they definitely worked on it with this trade, Tiff, and Murray's (laughs) new teammate, Trey Young, Wasted no time greeting his new teammate to Atlanta on Wednesday. Not long after the deal was reported, he tweeted a photo of the two of them together at this year's All-Star Game with the message, quote, This blank just got real. Let's get busy, my brother. (laughs) Yeah, Sarah, after the Hawks made a deep playoff run in 2021, I think a lot of people expected more than just a play in birth last year. So I'm excited to see how it all plays out on the court going forward. Now to a scary scene in baseball on Wednesday. Houston Astros star left fielder Jordan Alvarez and shortstop Jeremy Pena collided in the eighth inning of their game against the Mets. They are currently being evaluated for concussions. So Tiff, what exactly happened here? 
Yeah, Sarah, as you said, it was scoreless in the eighth when the Mets second baseman Dom Smith popped a ball up right in that danger zone in the outfield between the shortstop and the left fielder. And both Pena and Alvarez were rushing in for the catch before slamming into each other at basically a full sprint. That is one very big man, Alvarez, coming in from left. They Alvarez. both were calling for it, and neither one relented. Oh, oh. Right over the cross the face. Yes, he got it in the mouth and nose. Pena eventually sat up and walked off on his own, but Alvarez was carted off and could be seen touching his mouth and appearing to look at his fingers for any sign of blood. While the Astros did not update either player's condition immediately after the game, Andy McCullough of The Athletic reported that Alvarez was able to talk with teammates and film a video with Michael Brantley and Aledmus Diaz. So it seems like he's doing okay, and that's very, very good news for Houston. Alvarez has been an absolute force for the Astros this season, and he might even be edging his way into the MVP conversation alongside the current frontrunner, Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge. The Astros slugger leads the American League in OPS and slugging percentage and is second in home runs with 23. So losing him for an extended period of time would really hurt an Astros team that has just been on fire lately, going 11-4 and since June 12th. Also, it's not like they're beating up on cellar dwellers either. During this run, they swept the Mets, who are still at the top of the NL East, and took two out of four from the Yankees juggernaut, losing twice on walk-off hits and no-hit the Bombers on Saturday. Scary stuff for the rest of MLB if they can stay healthy. Mm, That's right, Tiff. And here's hoping that Alvarez and Pena both are back on the diamond very, very soon. Now let's head to the WNBA. Candace Parker's basketball career is one full of milestones, and she added yet another one to the list on Wednesday. She became the first ever WNBA player to reach 6,000 points, 3,000 rebounds, and 1,500 assists, and did so in front of her hometown crowd in Chicago. Yeah, not a bad place to get that done, is it, Tiff? With all respect to Chris Paul here, the WNBA's CP3 hit the historic mark in Wednesday's 91-83 win over the Connecticut Sun. She put up 25 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, and 4 blocks for the exclamation point. It was Parker's third assist of the game that brought her to the 1500 milestone, a no-look pass to Kalia Copper just before halftime. Here comes Parker, leading the break. Parker looks it off to Kalia Copper. 1500 assists for CP3. Well, the month of June has been very good to Parker and to her team. The Sky went 9-2 and two this month, both of those losses by just two points each. So that puts the Sky at 14-5 and five so far this season and right there in the fight for the number one spot in the league with the Las Vegas Aces. Parker also set a league record last week, becoming the first WNBA player with three triple doubles to her name. Earlier this week, Parker got to lead Wrigley Field in a rousing rendition of Take Me Out to the Ball Game <laughs> at a Cubs game. So uh, life is pretty dang good for Parker and the defending WNBA champs right now. You could say, wait for it, the sky's the limit. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's switch from the hardwood to the grass now. Wimbledon rumbled on on Wednesday with some more early upsets. Most notably, Britain's number one women's player, Emma Raducanu, lost in the second round of the tournament to Caroline Garcia of France, 6-3, 6-3. So what do we make of this one, Tiff? 
Yes, Sarah. Well, in the actual match, Garcia simply outplayed Raducanu and took out the reigning U.S. Open champ in just 86 minutes. Mm. I mean, that's barely the length of a Nick Cage direct-to-video action movie. (laughs) And while that may seem surprising because of Raducanu's ranking and Grand Slam success, when you look a little closer, you probably could have seen an early exit on the horizon. It has largely been a rough year for the 19-year-old. She's lost in the second round of every Grand Slam this year and suffered several injuries along the way. And headed into this tournament, she played just seven games, not matches, games on grass all year. So, yeah, not exactly a recipe for success. And while you'd think this loss in front of her home fans at Wimbledon so early in the tournament would get her down or maybe feeling sorry for herself, mm not Radicanu. After her loss, she had this to say when asked about whether she was feeling the pressure in recent days. I am 19 years old, and yes, I have had attention, but I'm a slam champion, so... No one's going to take that away from me. And yeah, if anything, the pressure's on that who haven't done that. You have to hand it to her. That's a very measured response after what must have been a difficult loss. I know I definitely would not have been so calm about it when I was that age. (laughs) I definitely would not have been that calm at 19 either or for the next like 10 years after that. (laughs) The next time we will see Radhikanu at a Grand Slam, that will be when she starts her defense of that U.S. Open title in August. So it'll be exciting to see how she fares there. And finally, it's back to school for Cincinnati Bengals running back Trayvon Williams. But that's Professor Williams to you now. Mm -hmm, That is correct. Uh, Professor Williams will return (laughs) to his alma mater next spring, Texas A&M, as an adjunct professor. He is set to co-teach a class at A&M's law school that will focus on NIL, name, image and likeness, college sports and athlete advocacy, all huge topics in the world of college sports right now. Here is Williams discussing his new side gig with his co-instructor, Alex Sinatra. I feel like it's extremely important and extremely beneficial for the students, for anyone who take this class, that having a professional athlete and a collegiate athlete that was in that system, which obviously things have changed from a financial gain standpoint, but obviously the system is still the same. And the best part, Sarah, is this all started out as a joke. But first, let's get some context about Trayvon Williams and AM. While he was a player for the Aggies, he rushed for over 3,600 yards in his career and set the single-season record for most rushing yards. So he is a beloved figure in College Station. And earlier this year, a legal website called Above the Law, weird name, but okay, <laughs> wrote about AM's ascent in the National Law School rankings and quipped, quote, you might think Trayvon Williams was doing the rushing there. But, um, I mean, that's not bad for a bunch of lawyers, right? (laughs) Well, in response, the dean of Texas A&M's law school sent a tweet jokingly announcing Williams as the newest addition to their faculty. And lo and behold, here we are now. The joke has become reality. And Williams has got a new role to balance with his ongoing NFL career. If you tweet it, you can believe it. There we go. Good for you, Dean of the (laughs) Texas A&M Law School. Williams wrapped up his college career back in 2018, well before NIL deals entered the college landscape. But on that podcast appearance we just heard, Williams said he's excited to use his experience as a college and professional athlete to help those now navigating the NIL world and to train up the next wave of attorneys and agents who will need to understand the ins and outs of the ever-changing college sports landscape. All right, that's a class I definitely would not skip. Hmm. 
From Wondery, I'm Tiffany Oshinsky. And I'm Sarah Kazell. Thanks for listening. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to The Lead Starting Five ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura. No murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now ad-free on Wondery+. Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.